Hey everybody, welcome to the Sunfire Tavern podcast, episode 14. Um, today, I am joined by my lovely co-host, Clark. Hello. Hey, Clark. And um, it's just a, it's a two-man operation this week, so just me, me and Clark, you know? We're going to have a nice and cosy chat, discussing uh, what's been happening, what we've been playing, what we've been watching... You know, we, 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 there's not been much news recently in, in regards to gaming, so we're just going to have a, a random assortment of topics, I suppose, this week. Um, yeah, it's been a quiet week. Yeah, it's been relatively quiet. Um, so, Clark has told me that he's finally watch, finished watching Tenet, so we're going to have a, a probably a deep discussion on Tenet. Uh, spoilers, I guess. Uh, spoiler warning um, for now. Um, then we're going to talk about uh, Xbox Series X paying over time. Uh, then we thought we'd just discuss video game music, because it's something that me and uh, Clark are very, very passionate about, and something that we kind of started this whole podcast uh, about, really, what we bonded over. Um, then we've got Upload, which is an Amazon Prime TV show that's airing right now, and um, yeah, we'll, we'll start with, with those topics for now. But I guess, Clark, what have you uh, been playing and what have you been watching recently? Um, well, I mean, we've got Tenet, but we'll get on to that, because I went to see that at the IMAX, oh, the wow. way that it was intended to be viewed. That is a very expensive cinema ticket, by the way. Oh, my God. It was £25 um, for a somewhat not socially distanced evening in a moderately well-packed cinema. Oh, boy. Um, so, yeah, we saw that, but we can talk about that as we go on. Mm. Um, I've nearly got to the end of The Last of Us now. Oh. So, this is this is the first one I'm talking about. Um so I, I got to the dam, and then I got really frustrated because I, I got to the bit where you have to like dive down into the water and and release the um like the wooden board thing, the pallet, so yes. that you can get Ellie across the water. And I just couldn't work that out. Like I, I kept diving into the water, and I just couldn't see what was going on. And the game literally just went, um, "Idiot, move the pallet, go and do it." Because oh. <laughs> I was like swimming around for like like ten, fifteen minutes, and it was getting quite frustrating. Hmm. But I've I've just left it at a point where um so I'm controlling Ellie now. Yes. It's now winter. Uh, and apologies for anyone listening. This is, this, this is going to be spoilers for like mid to late game of The Last of Us, but it's like 10 years old. So Last deal of with Us it. 1. Specifically, the Last right? of Us 1. Yes. Yeah. So now it's winter. I've just shot a deer. A guy turned up um, and she demanded medicine. And I haven't seen Joel because the last I saw of Joel, he was impaled on that metal spike. Um, and he was like flopping around on a horse and kept falling over. So I know he's not dead because I've seen him in the Last of Us 2 trailers, so he has to be alive. Mm. Um, I assume, anyway. It could be all kinds of things going on there. Um, And now I'm in a bit where um, Ellie's, like, trying to navigate around a load of clickers, but there's so many of them, and I just I can't seem to keep up with them. Like, I I kill one, and then three more kill me immediately, so I can't work that big out. But I'm loving it, and I want to get to the end of it, hopefully later on tonight after the podcast. Mm, Nice. Um, Otherwise, what else have I been playing? Uh, Heroes of the Storm all the time. Um, <laughs> a little bit more of um, Fall Guys. I've been really enjoying that still. Oh, nice. yeah. uh, although cheaters are starting to get quite rampant in Fall Guys now. Like it's very obvious people are cheating because they're cheating because they're like flying through the air and stuff, oh. uh, which is a bit of a pain in the ass. And then I tried Among Us on your recommendation. I think it was. Yeah. I think you recommended that. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I, enjoy- I enjoyed it. It's it's my kind of game. It feels very much like all the board games that I liked, like um, uh, Secret Hitler. Mm, yeah. It's, mm. it's like Mafia, yeah, kind of like Avalon yeah. sort of thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And very fun. Um, the the connection to it is very difficult, though, like, because um, like, it, it seems to lose connection all the time. Oh, really? Uh, obviously, because it's free to play, it probably doesn't have much money getting poured into it yet. Mm. Uh, and yeah, the, the connection is, is very poor. Um, and what else? That's what I played. Uh, but maybe you tell us what you've been playing, and we can, if I think of anything, I'll go back to me. Okay, sure. Um, I have, well, likewise, I've been playing a lot of Among Us actually recently. Uh, I've <laughs> kind of fallen into an extended group of friends who have been been playing the game for a long time so it was it was quite strange going into playing Among Us like for with my sort of close group of friends. Where all of us were pretty new when learning the game, kind of like a meta evolves, right, about, around that kind of thing, and then suddenly being thrust into like a different group of players, uh, and seeing what their meta is, and my god, like the 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 depth at which some people have gone to with the meta gaming is crazy. You know, like the amount of detail in that game on certain the, on some of the maps. You know, like for example, uh, there's a there's a there's a task that you get which is to do with um, you everyone has to uh 
putting a key into a console somewhere. Oh, also, I guess for context we should give. Uh, Among Us is a game which is 10 players. It's uh, about every everyone is a crewmate on a ship and they have tasks to complete. So you have to walk around and complete tasks. They might be like, oh, you know, um, and they're normally stylized these little mini games like, you know, oh, shoot these asteroids down or um, type in this code really quickly or swipe a you know, a card. There's like not quite menial tasks, but they're quite fun in the context of uh, what what the game is. Also, at this point, when you're playing, everyone is silent, so you're not allowed to discuss anything on talk until you get to a point where someone's body is found because there are traitors among you who are trying to murder everyone, um, or like when someone calls an emergency meeting, which is where you just press a button in the map somewhere and it ma it starts a voting round immediately. Um, so basically, th this this meta gaming was was where there's a task where you have to uh, basically start an engine by plugging a key into something. And what I did not know, and it seemed like not everybody else knew, is that when one person has that task to put, put the key in, everyone is supposed to have that task as well. So they immediately knew who the, who the uh, traitors were because they just stood by the, the, key, the keys and waited for people to come and then just counted the number of people who came. And then obviously when there were two people who did not come, they were like, okay, these two people are the traitor because they didn't have the key task, so they didn't actually yeah, put yeah. the key in. And I just, uh, it blew my mind. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, the, there, I guess there is like a level of like meta gaming to it, isn't there? Yeah. That people kind of pick up on. Yeah, and stuff like that. And then like, there's also things like because there's like interactables, like CCTV, CCTV cameras to look through. And you know, I didn't know that. Yeah, there's... I, I've not been doing very well at it. Like, I, I went in and I was stabbed immediately. Yeah. So that was my first game. Uh, what can you do as a ghost? Like, because I turned into a ghost and I just kind of drifted around. Is that just watching? Is that spectating? So, so as a ghost, if you are a play, if you're a crewmate ghost, you have to complete all your tasks to help your team to win. Because you can win. Uh, crewmates can win the game either by ejecting all of the traitors, uh, sorry, the imposters, or by completing all of the tasks assigned to them. So as a ghost, you can still complete your tasks, uh, even though you're dead, which is cool, I guess. It gives you something to do, but then after that, you can kind of just spectate. If you're a spec, if you're a imposter ghost, you can still trigger sabotage events. So, you know, you can turn the lights off, you can lock doors, you can um, trigger, like, mel re reactor malfunctions and stuff like that. Like, it's pretty cool, so. It's still, like, when, it's nice that they've Changed. They they made the game so that even though when you're dead, you still have things to do to like help your team. I think that's really cool because a lot of other games, you know, like Avalon or Secret Hitler, where like you know when you're playing the board game and someone's dead or someone's like been outed as the traitor, they kind of just don't really get to play the game anymore. They just have to sit there and wait till the game's over. Um, but yeah, I guess this is it. Among Us is just kind of like you know fast-paced versions of of like Avalon or Secret Hitler, which I think is really cool. Yeah, it's a good game as well. Like it's, it's it, again, it's a game that's coming about at the right time because we need games like this right now. Yeah, definitely. And and the crazy thing is, is that like it was a game that uh, was. It's actually quite old. I think it came out in like 2018 or, or 2017 or something. And it just recently, for some reason, just got really big on Twitch or or someone found. I guess some streamers started like found it and started playing it, and then it kind of just like you know vi went viral and spiraled out of there because you know there were even blog posts at the beginning of 2019 or mid 2019 then being like oh we're going to shut off the servers because we don't really have that many players and now it's gotten to the point where the game's gotten so big like people can't connect to the servers because there are too many players yeah yeah it's crazy that's probably what i was having the problem with earlier then that, that was probably the same thing i went through yeah it's it's, it's um, really popular it's really it's really cool to see because they're a small team the inner sloth i think is the name of the company uh the studio and they're quite um quite small but it's really cool so I do have a, a little, quite, um, just a completely off topic here, but mm. can you hear this? If I play this, can you hear this? Do you hear that? No, I heard you do like the OK Google sound earlier. No, no, that that, that was my phone. Um, no, I was just thinking because we, we've got like a, a game music section coming up. I was just ah. downloading a few MIDI tracks because obviously we can't play um, any commercial music because yes. the, the we, we effectively get demonetized and get pulled down. Um, but I was thinking like midis would probably be passable. Yeah, but I, probably. but yeah, but I don't know how to make it so that you can hear them. I mean, we can just edit them in. No, but then how would you know what I'm playing if, if I'm making uh, you guess them? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Uh, I'm sure we can work that out for a future episode. But I just thought that would be kind of cool. Yeah, that would be cool. Um, Definitely. Like guessing old, um, old. Dear. So I think it can be heard on the stream. Okay. But you can't hear it is the problem. Ah, uh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, but that's fun. 
Yeah, that sounds cool. That's awesome. Uh, but sorry to derail. I was just wanting to try that out so I could set some stuff up while we were talking. Yeah. But never mind. Sorry, I got into like an Among Us hole. Uh, but um, what else? What else have I been playing? Um, you know, usual League of Legends. Uh, playing a lot of Tekken recently. Actually, like a different group of friends. I had a bit of Tekken recently. That's weird. Not really. Yeah, yeah. A bit of it. I had a different group of friends who have started to play the game, like, and it's really nice. Uh, it's quite rare uh, when you have like a fighting game where you have like a lot of people playing it, like eight, like eight plus people playing, and everyone's kind of learning at different rates and different like speeds. So it's pretty cool. Uh, I'm someone who has like a thousand hours in the game though, so I'm kind of like the one of the people who you would probably consider like the final boss of that group i guess um so, <laughs> no, so not to speak too too big about yourself, no no I mean, I, mean, I mean i'm effectively a final boss no, I, mean, what I, I am. mean you know i i'm there to like help people learn and give people like you know pass on knowledge and stuff which i which i love doing so it's great but then you know when we, when we get into like the lobbies and stuff they're always like oh here we go ollie's at the top of the lobby he's just gonna stay there forever sort of thing and it's like i don't really i don't I'm sorry, <laughs> but I mean it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun playing, and you know when people, it's it's really great when people do like start beating each other or like learn like learn new things. Seeing like their their passion and stuff come through is really awesome. You know, when they like everyone screaming down the microphone like yeah, uh, I kind of mm-hmm. miss that. I mi- I miss that a lot from like in person fighting games uh, stuff like that. So it's nice to have that over Discord. Um, what else have I been playing? Um, yeah, still going through Okami, just very slowly, you know. As I'm traveling around, I think I I think I realized the game is a lot longer than I thought because I thought I was like halfway through or something, but I think I've literally got to the first dungeon, so uh, <laughs> I should I should uh, probably sit down and play that game some more. I think I don't know. Bre- Breath of the Wild sort of, sort of suffers from that as well. Like you you just trudge through that game and you you get lost in it so easily. Mm. And then you're like, oh no, I must be really really far now. And then it's like, no, you've rescued one champion and done this, but you've got four hundred seventy five thousand three hundred twenty one other tasks to do. Yeah. Go and you're like, okay. Oh no. Um, there's quite a lot of games that do that. I think one of the causes of that though was when Ubisoft started to do the open world, mm. um, like mega collectathon games, like Assassin's Creed and Watch Dogs, which which I quite like. Like I'm okay with this kind of stuff because it's menial tasks. You just log into a beautiful world and drive around for a bit, or ride around. You don't drive around in Assassin's Creed, but ri- <laughs> run around. Uh, you drive around in Watch Dogs though, so I was right. Can you imagine, um, can you imagine Assassin's Creed but with cars? <laughs> Well, yeah, we'll get that eventually. I mean, there have been cars in Assassin's Creed. Hmm. So there's um, uh, Assassin's Creed 3, I want to say, where you go back to like early early America, hmm. where it's post-colonization. It's like George Washington era. Oh, and right. I yeah. think there are cars in that. Uh, there's definitely cars in Syndicate in London. Yes. Because it's like Victorian London, so there's, there's cars in that. Uh, but there are points as well where you go into the present in Assassin's Creed, hmm. and you can run around some of the cities. Like, I'll... I'll I'm not 100%, but I think it was Unity, the the, the French one. Yes. Um, and you run around modern... Day- yes, you do, because you run to the top of the Eiffel Tower. So you run around modern-day Paris, and you can see cars there, but you can't do anything oh, with cool. drive them, I don't I, think. I don't know why, but when I, when, when I thought of Assassin's Creed cars, I don't know why I imagined like an assassin trying to murder a car, you know, by <laughs> stabbing the, the blade into the back of a car. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I imagine the cars from Cars, from Disney's Cars, <laughs> like that crossover, Assassin's Creed and Cars. <laughs> You laugh like we're getting into that time of of uh, we're getting into that space now. Like things are getting weird. Yeah, true. Like games are starting to have weird crossovers. There, there was this thing a few weeks ago um, with I want to say EA mm. and UFC, the fighting game, where they finally actioned this patent that I saw many many years ago from I think Tencent patented it, mm. and it was the idea of having dynamic advertising in games. So you, you your advertising areas in the games would be like billboards that would change based on the viewer right uh so they put like adverts for the boys and stuff on the on the ring of the arena there was like adverts all around the top of the arena as well playing live there were points where the game would stop and play an advert for the boys um oh, it was I crazy saw that. yeah but it was like you you've clearly gone too far because people don't want this much advertising and I, I don't know if i'm alone in this and i understand this is a bit weird as a marketer um i'm starting to feel really oversaturated with advertising mm. like everywhere i go I, I was walking through London the other day and like kind of just looking around and I realized that every single part of my view had advertising in it. Mm-hmm. It's too much. Like it's It's gone too far and I'm an old man and I'm going to complain about it and I'm all crotchety and kind of upset. But also, please buy everything I market because it's great and that's awesome because <laughs> everything I do is brilliant. <laughs> but yeah, I kind of went off on one there a little bit about advertising. Um, 
Um, but I did come up with something as well. So um, a friend of mine messaged me yesterday and asked me if I wanted to download Worms. Oh, you're playing Worms. Absolutely want to download that. So no, I haven't started yet. We've downloaded it and we're going to play it either later on tonight or tomorrow. Nice. Um, but that is a really, really good suggestion because mm. I'm surprised we weren't doing that in lockdown as a big group of us. Yeah. Like you guys getting the guys from like, you know, Ben and, and those people. That actually sounds like a really cool idea. I might actually do that. I might set that up. Do it. Because it's like, it's like Civ without waiting for the turns to end. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's a fun game as well, Worms. And everyone owns Worms. So. Yeah, everyone loves Worms. Yeah, that was the other game. I, I'll, I'll be playing next week, so I'll probably report back on that next week. Well, I'm hella down um, to play Worms if if uh, yeah, if for sure. Well, if if I ever get around to playing it, for sure. <laughs> um, but the big the big uh, the big topic of the week is Tenet. All right, let's talk about Tenet. Okay. So Tenet is a um, uh, one of the doctors from Doctor Who. Um, he's super pop. <sighs> what? What did you think I wanted to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> ah, but yes. in another timeline, because what I'm yes. doing here is a loop round oh. to timelines, you see. Ah, oh. you see. Because Tennant is a time traveller, and so is the movie. Well, so is the protagonist. The protagonist. Um, so for people who are listening, and men, or if anyone's listening, <laughs> that's me being hopeful. People who are listening, uh, for context, Tennant is a movie about sort of time travel, sort of. Mm. Um the whole movie kind of, and there's going to be very heavy spoilers in what we're saying right now. So this is your last warning before we go into like major plot spoilers for the movie. Yes. We'll be talking about the midpoint, the end point. We'll be talking about all parts of the movie. Mm-hmm. So this is your final, final warning. There are going to be spoilers for Tenet. So um, it's a movie that kind of explores the concept of, uh, you start off learning about these weapons that are like um, enhanced or magical or something. Like you don't, you don't quite know what's going on, but these bullets are going backwards. They are moving um, back in time. They have. They are entropy. indeed. They have reverse entropy. They've been inverted. That's, that's the one inverted. Inverted. Yes. So in, inversion is the uh, the buzzword of the movie. So all the time they're like inversion, inverted. He's been inverted. They've been inverted. That mm-hmm. bird's inverted. Um, that puddle's inverted because there's a really cool scene where a puddle goes backwards. Which cool. Mm. Um, and as the movie plays out, it, it doesn't explain anything to you, and it's because the movie is actually almost playing in reverse. Um, and it reaches like a, a turning point quite literally as well as actually in the middle of the movie where it turns back and you go into the inversion part of the movie. And it's effectively like the whole movie is, is alongside one wall of glass. Yeah. And then you just go around the other side of the glass wall and it's like, oh, here's the rest of the movie. Mm. Um, and in typical Nolan style, like then it starts to explain what's going on. Um, the effects go through the roof and suddenly everything makes sense. Mm. Um but I mean, I guess before I go into a more deeper explanation, Ollie, what do you think of it? All right. So I'm some, as I discussed last last week, um, I am someone who absolutely loves time travel films, or at least I love the concept of time travel. And Tenet attempting to uh, show time travel in the sense of instead of just jump, because most most people when they when we when they represent time travel, it's normally through jumps, right? So you know, you'll jump to a certain point in time, or you know, you'll you'll whether that's forward or back. Whereas Tenet is doing the thing where it's like instead it's like imagine you hit like reverse on a videotape, right? And you are yeah. moving through and you are going through that, that reverse state. And I think that's well, you know when you know when cool. you go you know when you go backwards and air goes up instead of down? Not a thing. That, <laughs> that was, the, so okay. that's some we'll we'll talk about that. Yeah, but okay. we'll, we'll carry on. Uh, it, there is some there is some hell of bullshit. Uh, in, in the film, <laughs> absolutely. There is, oh my god, there is a lot of bullshit. And also, when you think about stuff, it doesn't make it. It, it kind of contradicts itself in a lot of ways. But anyway, um, you know, the idea I think is really cool. Like you know, like 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 the whole idea of like when they go through, there's they have these objects called turnstiles, which is how you invert a person or invert a like invert something's. Um, you know, Which to to, to add a add a comment on, I thought that was a very cool way of doing time travel because yes. they didn't focus on how time travel works or what's going on in the time travel element. They were just like, here's the time travel bit. Just shut up. Just deal with it. Accept that this is how it works. And you just kind of go through this moment of like, oh, okay, so that's time travel. Fine, cool. And you yeah. just move on. You sort of move with the film. Yeah. Because you accept that, okay, it's not going to explain it. Fine. Yeah. But yeah, I, I liked it. Like, I liked the turnstile idea. It was cool. Yeah. The, turn, the turnstile idea and the, the whole idea of like, I think they, I, I wish they played more into it, but you know, the whole idea of like, if you don't see yourself exit the turnstile, then yeah. you know that like you didn't make it. You know it doesn't work. Yeah, yeah you died effectively yeah. in in, in um, the turnstile. Basically. In the turnstile, so you're forever just stuck in the middle point of time. Yeah, 
Yeah. Um, and- but that, that was cool. So, so that actually brings up a point about some of the mechanics. So there were there were multiple points in the movie where they stopped to explain a mechanic, specifically the, the bullets going backwards. Oh, God. Yeah. But then they're just never used or referenced yes. again. The- like, um, so if you remember the scene where the girl is up against the glass and there's a there's a bloody bullet hole in the in the glass. Yes. The whole movie talks about how because the the, the the big concept of time travel in this one because there's, there's multiple variants of how time travel works in movies, and this one is the one where as long as you you make it happen, it will have happened. Yes. So it's 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 the Bill and Ted kind of theory and the Harry Potter. Um, is it Prisoner of Azkaban? Prisoner of Azkaban. Yes. It's it's the idea that you cannot change. As in, like everything is determined, right? It's like, predetermined because you predetermine it effectively. Yes, exactly. is, is why. So, like, if if you were to be walking down a corridor and you were like, "I want some rice," and then you suddenly pick up some rice, you will have to then go back in time and put the rice there. Yes, exactly. But as long as you so you sort of make it happen effectively. Yes. Um, so this is the bit that got me. Is this is a trained CIA agent? He's very well aware of how time travel works. Like he's clearly knowledgeable about what's going on. And there's this moment of panic when he sees. The bloody bullet hole, and and this woman, and we all like we all knew like she's going to get shot, or mm. she has been shot, I, sh- I should say, because it had already happened. Mm. But there was this moment where the movie was like, maybe she won't get shot, and it's like, no, but you've been explaining all the way through that she will, does, and there is no way around that. Yeah. So I didn't understand why that scene was so tense. Like it seemed really heavily uh, like focused on this, mm. and it was the same thing with the bouncy bullet at the start. You know where they were playing with the bullets, and she was explaining like, yeah. Um, that, you have to have already done something for it to happen. Yeah, that that bit at the beginning of the film is possibly the most confusing part as it, to me. It doesn't make sense. The, the like, okay, one thing is that you know the opera scene in the beginning also is kind of like feels completely like disconnected from the rest of the film. But also, but did like, you see the reference there? Did you not see why that was there? The re- that there was like a big reference in the opera that a friend pointed out to me as he came out and said, oh, "I didn't notice it either." They they had the part of the algorithm in the opera. No. Thing. Wait. What? What? what I mean, yes, this? but no. Big, bigger reference. Um, you know the the guy that Robert Patterson played. Yes. Um, he was the one that jumped in front of the bullet in the opera. Oh, because yeah. Because yeah, he yeah, had yeah. the little thing on his bag, that little like red uh, string with a uh, like a bit of metal through it. Yeah, he's the like one who saves. Circle. He's the one who saves the guy, right? He saves yeah, he is. He saves the protagonist. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. When yeah. they when when. Uh, I guess he's going backwards, isn't he? Yeah, it? he's, he's walking backwards. backwards. He's inverted. Yeah, he's inverted. Yeah, yeah. So, so he's going the other way along the timeline. So that's where they first meet, but it's the last time uh, the protagonist meets him because that's where he dies. That's where Robert Patterson dies at that point. But then the next time Robert Patterson is met, it's before in his time because he's going backwards. I thought Robert. Pa- where... Okay, I thought Robert Patterson died. You know when. You know the when the guy there's a guy who opens the door, right? Uh, there's like a dead body on the floor, yes. and it op- yeah, and it yeah. gets up and it opens the door, right? I think that's Robert Pattinson, and that's when Robert Pattinson dies. Yeah, but he's he's going forwards at that point. He goes forwards to that point, and then he goes back from there. So you know they meet outside afterwards. They're like, "Oh, we're going to be best friends forever." And he's like, "Yeah, this yeah, is yeah, the last yeah, time yeah. you'll see me, but it's the first time I see you." Yeah, that's when he inverts and starts going backwards. Because he has to invert, because he has to then go... It's the whole point of entropy, isn't it? Like, he has oh, to go back I see what you mean. and save his life so he gets to this point. Right, I it's see like what a, you mean. So he, a, so he... Oh, yeah. okay, so he inverted all the way back to the opera sequence. There you go. Yes, yes exactly Okay, that. yeah, saved him, and then basically has to go through all the stuff, and then he dies at the... Okay, yeah. Yeah, okay that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right, because right, right, what right. he's doing, he's proving the point that entropy is the only way forwards. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. he has to have made it happen for all of this to happen. But I, I, I feel like that was kind of saying... Um, he didn't know if the world was going to be saved or not, so he had to make an experiment, and this was the experiment. Right. Okay. Okay. That that I makes think. sense to me. Okay. Cool. But yeah. the the bit with the bu- sorry, we're going back to the the original thing, which is like you know the bit with the bullet where she like picks up the bullet as it goes back in time and goes like you have to will the bullet to move. Back yeah. Into- that stuff does not make sense to because me. it's not true. Yeah, it's, it's not how the time travel works. It's, yeah. It's not how it works. It's like you can't just think about because I because when I saw that I was like oh that's kind of a cool concept where it's like. You think instead of thinking about picking up the bullet, you think about dropping it 
in no, reverse. You, you think about yeah, or having not dropped it, I guess. Yeah, and that... you didn't drop it, so therefore you've picked it up. If it, like, yeah, I get what you mean, but that's not how time travel works. That's magic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, that no. was like okay, fucking whatever, sure. But then the the bit with the turnstiles and the bit where people go like start traveling backwards through time, I think is 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 cool, and that makes sense to me. I yeah, it was cool. cool. However, yes, this raises the the the, the, the <sighs> hidden movie that's going on in the background, and there is a hidden movie happening here. Oh yeah, and you'll see it when I get to the point. Um, so how, how long did that movie take, t- take place over? Like, what was the time frame of the main events? Oh, I don't, a, I don't actually know. Was it like a three day? Like, a couple of days, couple wasn't of it? A couple of days, yeah. And how often do you poop? <laughs> like, somewhere on average, that... like once a day or something? I don't so know. somewhere in that movie is a poop waiting to fly back up that guy's arsehole. <laughs> Because, because, so it's inescapable to not think about this. And and uh, it came to my mind about halfway through the movie. I was like, he just went because I think he goes for a piss or something halfway through the movie, or goes into a toilet. And my brain just went, what about poop? So somewhere and at some point Inverted in that film, poop. a poop shot up that guy's ass is what happened. Well, and you, the, the, you, that... it, well, no, because you wouldn't. Yes. Okay. It, it shot up someone. It shot up his ass, right? But you have to understand that you're you're watching. You would be watching that, and it would be for that person, like the way that they're experiencing it. They're pooping, right? But obviously, when you're looking at it, they're they're both inverted. Like the the person Not is true. inverted, and the poop is Not inverted. Not true. What? They would have had poop. You have to imagine that you didn't drop the bullet. <laughs> no, <laughs> Clark. Clark. Yes. Yes. No. So there is going to be a point where he's inverting and going backwards, probably in between the car chase and like getting to the airport again. Okay. Where he goes to the bathroom, and he unflushes the chain, and out flies a poop straight up his bum. It, it's a so it's it's a thing. Have you ever seen Red Dwarf? You must have seen Red Dwarf. No, I saw. I need to watch. Oh, Ollie, that's really up your street. You need to watch yeah, that. Right? There's, there's homework for you, and you're not following the homework. I'm sorry. Um, so there's an episode of that called, uh, I think it's called Reverse or Backwards. It's, it's been a very long time since I've seen it. I apologize to big fans of Red Dwarf. I'm a fan myself, but I can't remember the name of the episode. Uh, but the whole episode is on a planet that's played backwards. So they, they have a bar brawl, but it's called a bar cleanup. <laughs> the, the bar starts off completely destroyed and covered in blood. Mm. And they just undo it because they have like a cleanup, which yeah. is reverse. And there's just this bit at the end because one of the guys is a cat. Um, he's like half man, yeah, half yeah, cat. yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, one of the guys goes, "Oh, where's the cat?" And he's like, "Oh, he's gone to he's gone to take a shit in the in the in the bushes." And it just cuts to his face, looking absolutely mortified, because <laughs> obviously, you know, it's gone in reverse. Yeah. <laughs> so this is it. I, I'm going to write a, a letter to Christopher Nolan and say, "Listen, you, where was the poop?" <laughs> I feel like we should have a full podcast discussion on why this. We need to go through that. I like. I don't think the poop would be traveling up. In the way that you think, right? I you would see a poop traveling up someone's butt, right? But there, it it would not be as if you are experiencing that because you would, unless you like pushed the inverted person out of the way, which isn't possible, by the way, because no, they because of entropy. Exactly, it is not yep. possible, right? So okay, this is another thing I have. Okay, you know, going away from the poop. Let's topic, move away from poop. Let's move we'll away from get poop. <laughs> but um, there you go, podcast title for us. Um, Let's move away from poop. So the idea of a temporal pincer movement. You know that big like fight, the big like war scene at the end of the film. Okay. Yes. It literally. The red versus blue. It does not make any sense. It actually, if you think about it, and you think about the idea, if you think about the idea of time and like things being predetermined, right? The idea of a temporal pincer movement doesn't make sense because it's already like the idea, like the idea behind it is that like the people Mm. go in reverse, right? The people, the people, the people who are inverted go in reverse, and then they report to the people. They they report to the, the the people of the past what happened during the fight, so that they can then strategize around those events, right? But no, no. Now you're missing a point here. Right. Is they don't avoid like um they they don't change the events. They use the events to manipulate what's going on around the events. So like if they know a building falls over, they know to avoid it. Um, if they know a missile gets shot into the air, they know to stand back. But what happens still happened. Okay, but they, but, they but, just either they've got pre predefined knowledge of how to kind of 
but like, the people, but the people who are inverted and experiencing that event, right, would have also seen the people traveling forward in time, right? So, yes, true. It's, I guess it's like a, it's this weird, like self-fulfilling prophecy where, like, and the people who are traveling forward in time at that point also knew what was going to happen because the people who were traveling backwards in time would have told them before they went into that. Well, it's thing. it's a so it's a paradox, isn't it? Yes, it's a paradox. a paradox. So 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 yeah. it's like the idea that like, um, basically everyone who went into that fight already knew what was going to happen. Basically, yeah, and everyone that came out of it had already known what was going to happen. Yeah. So like, it, it's a constant circle. So, so that is like in what? Oh, uh, so um, oh, what's it called? It's a TV series from like ten, fifteen years ago about superheroes in the UK. Uh, heroes or no, misfits? not heroes. Misfits. That's the one. Yeah. Um, so at the end of again, spoilers, big spoilers here. Um, so Simon and Alicia's storyline is Simon is the the kind of the main character, mm. the guy that can turn invisible and then he becomes this like time traveler. And then Alicia is like his, uh, you know, forever love. Mm-hmm. Um, they get trapped inside a temporal loop forever. Um, so the only way that their universe can move forward is by Simon dying to go back in time the first day of the event to kick all the start of the event off again. So to make everything happen again. Otherwise, the world ends. Mm. So he, he go, he, I mean, they both end up going into the loop together and just constantly looping around. And he just dies continually and keeps going back into the loop. And that's the same thing with this battle at the end of Tenet, is I think that battle is forever happening. Like, it's always going on. It's a constant loop forever. Not forever. Yeah, forever. What? But why would it be forever? Well, because it's not... Um, it, it's it's like a fixed point in time. Yeah, it's... It, that has to have happened to save everything. Yes, so, so it's a fixed point in time, but it's not happening forever, right? If you go back... No, but as... If you went back a week in time and you went to that battle... Battle hasn't happened yet. So no, but it would happen. It will happen. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a constant yeah. fixed thing that will happen. But it's not. Oh, yeah, it's not I, okay. I see like what you mean. Just, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah it, it's sort of fixed. Like it's always there. Yeah. It's um, a. If it makes it's hard to explain because it's time travel. And yeah, time yeah, yeah, makes your head yeah, yeah. Break. yeah. I thought you meant like um, it was like forever, like looping. Like you could always go back and see. Is it like, but but it's more like you know at that point in time that you can't change the fact that that thing has happened. Yeah. yeah it's yeah, never yeah. going to change. Like yeah. that's a fixed moment that's never going to change. Yeah. That makes sense. It's the whole point of like the millionaire guy has realized that he's going to die and no amount of money can save him. So he wants to take the entire world down with him Mm. as like a final fuck you to like cancel. Was it cancer that he had, pancreatic cancer? Something like that, yeah. It was, yeah. And that's why he wants the world to end. And he also doesn't want his son to grow up in a world that is as shit as the one that that movie takes place in. Yeah. Um, But I mean, there there was just so many problems with the movie that I. I One problem. Okay. You know the bit, well, you know, cinematically it looks very cool, okay. You know the bit where the building the building blows up in one section, then that reverses and then And then regrows. Yeah, and then blows up <laughs> yeah. the other the other section, okay? Yep. That actually that doesn't make any sense, right? No, because it was it was going inverted and not inverted at the same time, which I agree with you. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. And it meant that the building was always destroyed, right? As in like when it was built, it was built destroyed. Because like yeah. It inverted and regrew, and then they blew yeah, well, it up in normal time, right? <laughs> it inverted and inverted, yeah. so it inverted twice at the same timeline, which I agree was a was a weird thing. But I feel like that might have been more of like the cinematics team going, "This looks really cool," and yeah. they was like, mm, and they're like, "No, no, no, it's fine, no, it's shut up." And also, the other thing yeah. is that you notice during the fu- the battle sequence is that they don't actually show anyone getting shot or dying, because like Apart from the woman. Well, okay. No, but that's when they get like st- they get like stuck in the building or some shit, right? Like they don't actually show like you know the enemies that the actual enemies that they're shooting at. They don't actually show them getting shot because how do you sh- like they do show people getting shot by inverted bullets occasionally, right? But it doesn't really how do you show that? You know, like like there's there's a reason why they 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 obviously like skirted away from these things that you know like obviously in a war scene you see people getting shot and all this other stuff. Yeah, but like. They kind of skirted away from that because they're like, I don't really. They they're like, I don't really know how to show this. I don't know how to explain. Yeah, this. Yeah, like how do you show someone getting unshot and then dying? Yeah, like it, yeah, it's. Mm. But then with the woman, they showed that she was dying because she'd been shot by a bullet going backwards, like flipping around and stuff in the air. So mm. she'd obviously been torn to pieces inside. Yeah. But then they healed her by just sending her back in time. Yeah. Because I, I I don't know that that bit wasn't very well explained to me. I understand what was going on, but I don't think it was very well explained. Mm. 
I I, I, call, I called I called several things in the film where I was like, okay, the person jumping off the boat is is the woman. Is the woman got that? I got that yeah. immediately. Like, I was like, that's her. And I was like, got that. and the other thing was like, you know, when the protagonist fights yep. him, fights yep. himself. Yeah, I was like, that's definitely him. Later you mean, I thought that you mean was the... very cool. But... So you mean the the person of color dressed all in black in a ninja costume <laughs> for no reason, for no no, just out of the blue, just came out there, and I'm like. Wow, yeah. <laughs> that is some severe signposting right there. Mm. Um, but yeah, I felt like that was a bit too obvious. Like they 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 could have done with like giving it a reason for him to be covered up, but they just didn't give a reason for it. Mm. I think the thing about him fighting backwards and then going into the thing, and then you know he obviously him coming out the other side, like because it looks really weird, right? Because it's like you see the inverted version of him the first time, right? But no, you see the normal version of him because you're following the normal version. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So, sorry. What what, yeah. what I mean is that like you know you're following the normal version of him, and then he fights an inverted version of himself, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And then, but then on the other side, you see Robert Pattinson. You see the Robert Pattinson chasing the version of him, but in normal time at that point. If you get what I mean. Yeah, but he knows it's him. Yeah, yeah. He knows it's him, right? He knows it's yeah. him because. But I thought that was just very cool, like because 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 thematically you go like, what the hell is this turnstile thing? Because two people just came out of it at the same time. Yeah, because right. it hadn't been explained at that point, yeah, had it? Like, exactly. The, the time travel. Yeah, okay. I think yes. it's very cool. I thought I thought, I thought yeah. that was quite cool. Yeah. Yeah, there, there was a lot of it. So, so there was, uh, in fact, for nearly half the movie, I just sat there thinking, I think this movie is really pretentious, and it's expecting me to be a lot smarter than I am, because mm. uh, it's 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 introducing concepts that seem to have already been explained somewhere. Yeah. But I just didn't follow it. Um, but then, obviously, when you get to the turning point, the literal turnstile, the, the movie just goes, ha-ha, yeah, all the answers, and you're like, yeah, and you're like, oh, okay, I get it now. Yeah. But yeah, great movie. If, if anyone is listening and hasn't seen it, I do apologize for the, the spoilers, but it's a movie that's so rich in um, story and mechanics, and, and it's a beautiful movie to watch as well. Mm, um, it's really worth great. watching. Yeah. It's like when you go and see Inception for the first time, and then you go back and watch it again, it makes so much more sense. Mm. <laughs> I, uh, you enjoy it a lot more, I think. With, like, so, do you think going to see it in IMAX made the experience better? No. Okay. Uh, I think it was probably one of the most disappointing IMAX experiences I've ever had because the shots weren't very cinematic. Mm. There were points in it, like when they're on the boat and they've got all the nice scenery. Yeah. Those bits were really good, but for the most part, I didn't see the IMAX being... I think actually seeing Inception in IMAX would have been way better. Because okay. I saw... Um, Interstellar in IMAX and it was awesome. Yeah, but I, I got I got seasick through the middle of that movie because it was spinning all the time. Mm. Um, but yeah, so that's Tenet and um, a great movie. Um, I, I guess me and Ollie both agree that it's like a nine or a ten out of ten. Would you agree? Would you agree? It's a Tenet out of no. Uh... Oh, shut up. <laughs> I'd say, I make I'd the say ten and jokes. I'd say it's a solid like eight point five or nine. That's a fair score. I was I was thinking around eight point five to nine. Yeah, yeah it's 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 a good movie. Well recommended. Yeah. Um. But since then, we've had the announcement that Xbox Series X is on its way, and they've effectively just gone to Sony. Ha 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 ha! We can do this better, and they really can. Um. Because uh, Sony might have the exclusives, but Xbox has the support. They they're offering players this amazing opportunity to to pay over two years for the console. And get the Xbox Game Pass, which here it is. It's every every week we have to mention it. Get the Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, including the Gold subscription, all included in the price. Which which works out what I mean. What's um, it's like twenty four ninety nine a month, I think it is. Mm. Which I think works out to be, if my brain is right, about six hundred pounds for two years. So let me just do some yeah times twelve. No, it's okay. I've got this completely wrong. Wait, wait, wait. You said twenty. No, no, wait. It's it's two years. Twenty four ninety nine. Times twenty four is is six hundred pounds exactly six hundred pounds yeah um which is great I, I mean it it's actually made me reconsider getting a PS five and now I'm thinking okay I get this little console that's like futuristic and super cool get this subscription to the service that I'm already going to subscribe to anyway and it comes with all these millions of games and it gives me my online service as well so why would I not go for that so like, so the question Sony what are you is, doing what happens if you, if you, I'm guessing they take your console back if you miss a payment or something like that. They right? send someone around to your house. I mean... To lecture you about responsibility with money. I mean, uh, that's the only thing I'm, I'm curious about, but I guess it's, it's just like paying for anything in installments, right? You know, It's exactly the same as credit for anything. Like yeah. If you fail a payment, they'll re repossess it. Yeah, and yeah. You'll also get a credit marker against you, so you don't want to do that. Mm -mm. I just think it's a great idea. Like It's a, it's a really player-focused idea. Obviously, there's a business behind it, but it's really looking at like 
putting the players before the the business. Mm. Interesting. I because I'm not. I'm, I so, so, cool. so admittedly, I haven't heard about this, but I guess it sounds like a pretty good deal. I guess the idea. Very that, good. The, the the thing that really does make it worth it is yeah the the fact that your gold subscription and you get Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. Uh, included. In included. It's, it's very, yeah. very cool. And you also you're paying for the console. So after two years' time, you own the console. And and I, I've had my PS4 for, I mean, since launch. Like maybe, maybe I, don't, I don't think I got it on launch day. I don't remember exactly when I got it, but it was very close to launch. And and that's been what I mean. When did PS4 come out? What was PS4's release? Fifteenth of November, twenty thirteen. My God, it is eight, eight years old. It's an old console. So over eight years, I've probably spent as much on my annual subscription. So my annual subscription is thirty thirty pounds, mm. thirty five pounds, I think, because I get the cheapy one. Yeah. Um. So th- I mean, thirty five times eight is way, way, way uh, more than than six hundred pounds. Um. No, it's not. No, thirty five times eight. Hang on. No, wait. No, it's not. I'm an idiot. <laughs> wait. So if the console itself was five hundred, so okay, if you're including in the console times eight. Plus 500, so 780 for two years worth of the console is what I would have got there, mm-hmm. including the subscription. Yeah, uh, which is a good deal. Like that, that's a good deal to me. I'm I'm on board. I, I think, think that's good. I think it is a good deal. I think. Um, what was I? I had a. Hmm. Was it an advertising point for the Xbox Game Pass? Which is yes, great. If and you should buy, buy the Xbox Game Pass right now. <laughs> no, you'll um, get a. Month's worth of games. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay, so oh, yeah. that, there's a question actually. How much is the Xbox Game Pass uh, on its own? Now, if you get if you get Game Pass Ultimate on its own, how much is that? Do you know? I want to say it's nine ninety nine now. Okay. Um, but let me double check. I'm going to Google it because so I'm paying a pound for mine at the moment because I keep stopping it and restarting it. Yeah, yeah. And for some reason that that allows me to pay a pound every month, and I've been doing that since February. Mm. So oh <laughs> I'm going to keep doing that for as long as I can. Fifteen. Um. But the Game Pass is, I think it's nine ninety nine. Damn. I mean, that's that's pretty good though, because you get the console as well. So. So you get your first month for a pound, then it's three ninety nine a month uh, with a little asterisk next to it, which seems to be, uh, what is it? First month is three ninety nine or something like that. Okay, it doesn't tell me that the, the uh, promotional period subscription continues to be charged at the then regular price. Mm. So it's a promotional period, but it's not clear on what the promotional period is. I see. Yeah, so there we go. So yeah, it's it's well worth it, and uh, it's it's made me reconsider going towards Xbox mainly because their UI is way better than the PS4, and the PS4 UI is still terrible. Mm, I've not used an Xbox in a while, so I can't really judge in terms of like which one I prefer. I mean, I might be their generation. I used to I used to play. Well, I used to be an Xbox player, as an Xbox, you know, whatever you want to call it. Um, I used to play on Xbox, uh, before PS4. And then PS4, I switched, so I went PS4 instead of Xbox One. But um... yeah, same. I don't think anyone got an Xbox One. Like it was a pretty shitty console. Mm. It just it 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 was just too far behind what Sony were doing at the time. Yeah. And and Sony just had these all all these amazing like, first party titles. Yeah that, yeah. that absolutely smashed it. Uh, and that's the problem is the exclusives are not gamer focused; they're company focused. Um, and I think that's going to be the next thing we need to step away from is these like version exclusives. True. Because to me, we're now in that age where we should be having cross-play and um, you know, cloud saving and stuff that works across all the consoles. Yeah. Because it shouldn't matter what system you're logging into a game from. If I want to play with my friends, I want to be on my Switch playing it with my mate who's on his PC. Mm-hmm. I can do that on some games. I can do that on Paladins. Of all games, Paladins. Yeah. Um, I can do it in... There's a couple of games. But I, Spell I probably Break, couldn't pull in which came out recently. Spell Break, yes, yeah. exactly that, yep. Uh, and a couple of others. There's a few games that you can do that in, and I don't understand why these smaller games from like little companies are able to do this with ease, and yet these bigger companies are just like, we're not going to share out. Oh, it's money. Yes, there we go. I've just answered my own question. It's, money. it's, literally it's money. money. It's actually easier to make things cross-platform than it is to actually lock it for for a platform. From That's a what dev- I've heard as well. Yeah, yeah from, a from a dev, dev point of view. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty weird. But yeah. But then, I mean, that could bring us on to our next subject, which is video game music. Um, okay. Because uh, and we've talked about the Game Pass and we talk about it all the time. It's fantastic. It's a great thing. Game Pass, Game Pass, um, Game Pass. Game Pass Game yeah, Pass. but something that's connected me and Ollie together is the fact that we both love video game music. I have it on pretty much all the time. Um, so, Ollie, give me your, I would say, top three tracks oh, that you listen oh, to. Oh, uh, or maybe not top three, but, top... but three favorites. All right. Three favorites. All right. Recently, I've been listening to um, a lot of Japanese game music so stuff Weird. like uh etrian odyssey just has these 
incredibly bombastic tracks which are like so good like orchestral like violins rock guitars like drums it's just like it, it really gets me going sort of thing you know like just incredibly <laughs> motivational so that stuff um i mean i like electronic music a lot as well so like the recent tech the recent tekken soundtrack has been really really good for me recently um what song specifically? Oh, Infinite Infinite Azure on Tekken 7. I think that is like the greatest training mode music I've ever heard in any fighting game or any game really. It's just that 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 song itself is just so good. So I'm actually going to I'm going to play it and hopefully people can hear this on the stream. So I'm just going to play it very quickly just so we get an example. Oh, hang on. No. <laughs> what? <laughs> I started playing it and immediately switched an advert for Mario. Oh, <laughs> and now great. it's now it's an advert for Grammarly. Oh my god, it's all gone wrong. Oh no! I mean, god, it's, not, it's, not, it's not coming through Discord, so. No, but it's coming through. It's definitely coming through the. Wait, no. If you can't hear it, it's not because rec- it's not recording on my side. Yes. Ah, uh, there we go. Yes. So... Okay, I'm just listening to it now. But yeah. It's a very weeby piece of music, but I like it. Um, okay, so you've got... Um, I forgot what the first piece was called. Well, as in, it, I didn't have a specific piece from Etrian Odyssey. Oh, God, I have to remember. But Etrian Odyssey, the game. That's yeah, fine. Yeah. That's okay. And then Tekken, Tekken. So your third one? I think These are just three that I've been listening to recently, I guess. Um, what's another one? But this is a lot of intense. Actually, yeah, on Discord, we have a thing where while we're working, we we have a... There's this playlist on YouTube called, like... Uh, uh, head empty, no thoughts, or something like that. And it's just like Nintendo music, but it's all like the really chill, like cutesy themes from like Nintendo for Nintendo games. Okay. Um, Nintendo Land surprisingly has some real good music. It does. I'll agree with that. Some of the some of the tracks in that are really good. So you, you tend to find them in the back end of Smash Brothers. Yeah. Like, uh, that's where I heard them. Yeah. Oh, they're so good. Like all the and all the like Yoshi's like Woolly World stuff as well. It's like. Oh, yeah. So those good. are. The, but those are really nice. Like so that actually was, was going to bring me to mine, which was um like the Yoshi's Woolly World and the Kirby's uh Yarn, whatever it's called. Mm. Some of those tracks are like nice in the bath track. Yeah. Like, um. So I tend to listen to those quite a bit. Um, that there's a few for like there's one called Yearning for Moonshadow, which is from the Elder Scrolls Online, which is a game I've never really played. Mm. But that that piece of music itself has this like really cool like inverse drop in it because you know drops are usually like boom, yeah, yeah. this is like it's a drop to like a really relaxing moment in the song. So oh. that one I really like. Um, and I guess there's everybody's gone to the Rapture as well, which is have you played that? Uh, I have played the first hour of it or so and then my my house my housemates at the time got really bored of it and they didn't want to it, it does get boring but it it's it's also it it that is a musical experience that game is because mm. the music just gets better and better and then the, the little choiral stuff bit kicks in love that as well so that again that's my sitting in the bath soundtrack yeah um but there's so there's so much video game music out there it's kind of hard to, yeah. to 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 focus like like the uncharted theme for example and the halo theme mm so iconic these pieces of music and so big and beefy yeah um like the warcraft theme is another one as well that stands out and the overwatch theme okay. um i mean the, the, there's a billion tracks i could name that i love can you think of a video game moment or like music specifically let's say it's tied to the music right that made you sort of like get really emotional or like just you just started crying for whatever reason you know whether that's like fear happiness you know sort of like emotion just just getting really emotional like epic i I don't know like hmm um oh actually yes um so bioshock infinite did you ever play that it's the one i haven't played but yeah it's that that's an experience it's not as good as as one but it's still good um there's a moment in it where you hear a song and you're like i know that song and i don't know why and it's like a like a barbershop version of the beach boys singing um I will not always love you as long as there are stars above you. God only knows it's called. God only knows. Um, and it's following this like really impactful moment where you, you see that it's all about racism and like hatred and slavery and stuff. And the game's got this really heavy undertone. Mm. And I honestly, because it, oh, it was actually just after the bit where you, you go through Ascension. So you get into this like, um, you, you get to the lighthouse, which is the, how the game is built, by the way, all around this lighthouse concept. Yeah. You get into the lighthouse and you get into this chair, the door shuts, and this voice starts telling you, like, you will ascend in 10 seconds, blah, blah, blah. And the music starts to build up and stuff. Mm. And then you, like, fly up into the air. You're screaming, you're panicking, go through the cloud line, and it goes from, like, middle of the night to suddenly beautiful sunshine, this, like, 
utopia in front of you and the music completely stops mm. and you just hear like the kind of the creaking of the machine as it's obviously stopped in the air and it's coming to like it's coming to a stop as mm. it's about to fall again and you hear like and then it just plays um hallelujah but on piano <laughs> but with no chords or anything it just it like goes duh, 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 duh. and it mm. just oh it's so good I, I get goosebumps every time i see it yeah i mean that's so there like, there's my moment like yeah and then, obviously, after that, you get the Beach Boys bit, and it's just like, this game's amazing. And you really should play that game. All right. I'll, I'll, it's, it's a good one. I'll add add it to your list of homework. Yes, my <laughs> list of homework. Oh, this list keeps growing, dude. So what about you? Have, have you had a moment like that? All right. So I, I, I've, I've had quite a few, but I'm thinking about the, I'm thinking about the ones that came to mind. Uh, I think I talked about it on a previous episode, but uh, the Persona 4 ending credits theme obviously got me going. Yep. Very emotional, tied to the end of the game. But... I think I uh, the one that gets me more often is like the re- when something like really uh epic kind of happens it's just like and you just get like a wave of emotion like for example uh in Bloodborne like the Lady M- Maria clock like clock tower fight you know like um in Dark Souls 3 the DLC the DLC there's like this fight with um uh what's her name Sister Frida and then uh, there's like three phases. There's like a there's like a, there's like three phases to the boss, but the final phase is kind of like they. If it's your first time fighting them, um, it's kind of like not really. It's it's not really telegraphed. It's like normally like you know you, there there'd only be two phases. You'd be like oh, okay, cool, it's done. And then normally it, it gives you a reward after you beat the second phase to be like oh, okay, cool, you know like the boss fight's over, cool, whatever, we're done. But then the third phase kicks in. Yeah, and then the third the third phase kicks in, and just when the music drops, when when she like gets back up and then just like gets like the second scythe, like oh, I'm getting goosebumps like thinking about it. It's so cool, like you know. And then the choir, the choir, and the orchestra kicks in. It's just like ah. Oh. It's, I think it's always for, for me. It's just like really big, like string, like like strings or like yeah, like drums and stuff like that. Just always get me going. Like, in in also late late motifs is like a massive thing that that does it for me as well. So you know, like in um, Breath of the Wild, like Zelda Breath of the Wild, when you're finally making like your final sort of like. Uh, f- for me, it was extremely epic. You know, I'm going to like, I'm going to fight Ganon. You know, I'm on my final quest. You know, I'm going there and going through. And I hadn't really explored Hyrule Castle before, so like going through Hyrule Castle, it has dynamic music where it has like four different tracks that it interlays with. But each yeah. of those tracks are like, you know, they have themes from previous Zeldas. So it might be like Zelda's Lullaby or like, you know, just yeah. like, you know, um, different Zelda themes. And oh, I just love it when 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 there's references, you know, in music to, like, you know, the, the the late motifs of, like, other things. So that's why, you know, sorry, I'm just, like, gush- gushing. But, like, Un- Undertale as well, full of late motifs. Toby Fox is a genius when it comes to well, mu- music. N- Nintendo are um, absolute heroes when it comes to doing this as oh, well, because yeah, they hide definitely. their music inside of it. Like, there's the, you know, you know the concept of the, is it the Tanata song or the Takaka song? Oh, I I I've read it or heard of it. I think I know what you're talking it's, about. It's, yeah, it's the track that goes. That it's yeah. that pe- that little jingle it, um, is like hidden in the back of so many Nintendo games, and it plays like after an hour of standing still sometimes. Yeah. Or if you if you like wear a certain costume, standing next to a certain set piece, it will play. Um, <sighs> and so I love cool. that kind of stuff. I love it. Like it, it's it's and I, I don't know if you know with the new Mario collection as well. Mm. Um, the title screen is the music from Super Mario Galaxy Two, oh, and yet really? it's not in the collection. Ha. Huh. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, but they do this. It feels like a bit uh, of a tease. Do this. Yeah, it's too much of a tease. I'm upset. Yeah. Mm. Nice. But yeah, oh, video game music is just so so good. Like, like I guess. I guess what we could do is is probably um, either for next week's or the weeks after, um, come up with like some talking points around video game music that we can talk about because like um, dynamic music is a really big one for me where yeah. the music changes based on the context. Uh, and then there's the like the storytelling version of music where you could listen to the music without the the speech and you still know what's going on in the story yeah uh, final fantasy are really good at doing this mm. um and th- there's just so many different things that happen in video game music that that, that i mean i played some to my, to my mom a few weeks ago because <laughs> I, I seriously i woke up at my mom's place and i was like that's skyrim like and she was she was listening to classic fm downstairs and they're playing the skyrim theme what? like a really slow version of it and i went down and i was like mom why are you listening to video game music she's like i'm not listening to classical music i was like that's the Skyrim theme. Yeah. So then I played a couple of tracks for her of like game music. And she's like, wow, game music's really changed, hasn't it? I thought it was just bleepy bloopy stuff. And I was oh. like, wow. 
no. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so, you know, those moments are, are really cool. But uh, I guess we're running out of time, I would assume, because it's like... Yeah, it's like near... we are at the 55-minute mark. So, okay. Yeah. We can, we, can, we, can, we can close out, or have you got anything else you want to talk about? Okay, wait, before we stop, I did I did one piece of homework this week. I did catch up on the boys. All right, what do you think of Oh, good. All right. What do you think? Okay. Um, uh, I think it's... Careful. Pre- <laughs> I'm enjoying it. Right? Good. I'm enjoying That's the right it. answer. I think what happens at the end of the third episode kind of makes spoilers. What happens at the end of the third episode kind of makes like the previous three episodes kind of like pointless. Like yep. it's literally it's like literally like they set up all of this plot and all of these interesting plot points and they kind of just like get rid of them all and then basically go like, yep. Oh you're back to square one. It's like what yeah. It's really... almost like they've rebooted the show. Yeah, it just really I really don't like it. I mean <sighs> At least have something, you know, they come away from that with something, right? For, yeah. for me, it was just kind of a bit, like, disheartening. I was just like, oh, man, like, what? why? But it's just, it's because they've built the new antagonist. Yeah. Um, who is a great antagonist, by the it's way? Because, you know, in the comics, yeah, she's male and a Nazi in the comics. Yes, yeah. Yeah, and she goes around, or he goes around in the, like, 60s and 50s killing black people. Mm. Um, when they, obviously they played into that a little bit, but they must have been ha- they must have had to have been so careful with that storyline because mm. that is a very difficult storyline to push out right now. I mean, they still got um, they're, they're still coming through at least because I didn't know the context of of the comic books, but you know, I still got the idea that yeah, Stormfront is some kind of white supremacist, horrible racist, yeah, horrible racist <laughs> yeah. white supremacist yeah. sort of character who seems to be on par with Homelander in terms of like how sort of narcissistic. I guess, or well, you know, like, narcissistic and powerful. Yes, powerful. Like they're, they're right, both, yeah. But what I can't work out is if she's invincible because Homelander's invincible. Yeah, like he's bulletproof, but I don't know if she is. Mm. And I don't know if uh, is it Starlight? Is that her name? Starlight. Yeah, yeah. Starlight. I don't know if she's invincible either because she's just got the ability to make light. They seem to suggest that she is bulletproof, but not. That yeah, they she say is. she's bulletproof, but he tried to strangle her. Yeah, yeah. I'm guessing he, you know he's got super strength and stuff. I'm guessing. Yeah, but she's got super bulletproofness. <laughs> It's uh, different, you know. Uh, is it? I don't know. But I, I love the show. Yeah, I absolutely loving the show. The storyline with the the Asian characters, the uh, the monster, mm. and the, the the French lover and stuff. I love that. That's really really cool. Mm. Um, but then there's, so there's another show that is also on Amazon Prime. Did you ever watch The Good Place? Yes, I watched The Good Place. Yeah. Did you like it? I really like The Good Place. Are you about to talk Cursed. about the one? Are you... Well, okay. I like. I really like the good place. Then it got really boring. Then the final parts of the show are pretty good. Got really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not talking about the good place though. I'm talking about a show that it seems to be someone at Amazon Prime went. We can do that too. And is it the one effectively... about like the devil or something like that? No. Okay. Uh, it's called Upload, and oh, it's a show. Right. Uh, it's a show where uh, it's very Black Mirror. So you know, you know, San Junipero, uh, the episode of Black Mirror where with the the two lesbians that upload their consciousness to like a virtual world no but that sounds great it's it's one of the best moments of television like undisputed by many many people okay it's it's like multiple award winning it's it's incredible wow it's because you know if you've seen any of black mirror yeah, yeah, yeah have you seen any of it yeah, yeah, yeah it's quite a depressing show to watch mm-hmm. this is this is the first time they did an episode that ended like and you feel good like okay. you come out of it and you're like okay i'm powered up from this and i feel happy yeah it's not particularly got the happiest ending but you feel good at the end of it okay and and this upload kind of explores that concept in, the, in a little bit of a deeper way. Mm. So the, effectively, there's multiple businesses that have built their own version of the afterlife, and it's just a server farm with like a virtual hotel inside it. And you upload yourself as data. You die in real life because you get your head blown off when you get uploaded. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you live in this virtual world, but you can still interact with people in the real world, like through these glass walls, right? Which okay. are effectively TV screens. Um, and it, it's a bit rom y and it's a bit cheesy at points, but it's the same as The Good Place. It's dealing with a very heavy concept mm. in a light-hearted way. Huh. And this show does it really, really well. And I, I've actually really enjoyed it. And I'm trying to get people to watch it, and people are like, nah, it sounds crap. And I'm like, please give it a chance. <laughs> I'll give it a shot, yeah. Because I just watched it because I was bored. Yeah. But it is very good. I highly recommend it. Well, I've got a Prime subscription and not really much to... I mean, I need to watch The Expanse. Everyone does, uh, and no one watches videos yeah. in, on, on Prime Video. Yeah. Okay, I'll watch I'll watch yeah. Upload. That sounds yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. As someone who did like The, the Good Place, uh, like the the, big, the early seasons of The Good Place, I thought... It was oh, it was such a good show. Yeah, I was so was sad great. when it ended, but happy that it did end at the, in the right way. Yeah. I think the ending was Because that, that could have gone on forever. Yeah, definitely. 
It was good. Like they, they, they it, it was the anti version of Lost, where they gave us the ending we wanted rather than the ending we expected. Exactly. Yeah. I, yeah, I think that, I think the middle section, like, is in like the beginning of like the final season and the kind of the season before that was a bit aimless. If you know what I mean, <laughs> like you could have just cut that out and then just like put in the finale. But you know, uh, yeah, I'd... yeah, but you got to fill the the episode, yeah, uh, breach a little bit. True, yeah. Um, but I guess that's that's us hitting the end of time. So yes. I guess um, closing points go, Ollie. Um, or uh, watch Tenet and. Also, you should follow us on Twitter at Sunfire Tavern, and also uh, follow us on Instagram at Sunfire Tavern. <laughs> Have you posted anything new on Instagram? Yeah, yeah, posted. Hell posted. Yeah. Oh. yeah, yeah. But no one's following us, so we're we're out in the quiet at the that's moment. That's fine. That's, um, that's, that's, that's but okay. I've got some. I have got some plans to kind of do some advertising soon. Okay, cool. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm thinking I might do some giveaways and stuff to kind of get people to follow and share and stuff. Ooh. So we'll do a few promotions here and there. We'll see if we can get that rolling. Nice. Uh, have uh, you got... Yeah, please follow us on... Sorry, carry on. I was going to ask if you had any closing statements, but it sounds like you're already going through them, so go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say just follow us on Twitter, do all that stuff. Um, please interact with us on Twitter. Like, if you want to ask questions or if you would like to be a guest on the show, uh, you can either tweet us, poke me on Facebook, poke me on Instagram, uh, try on MySpace. I don't think I use it anymore. <laughs> um, AIM, um, ICQ... CompuServe, uh, AOL. I've got none of wow. these things, but they're all they're all things that existed once in upon a time. Mm, mm. Um, but no, please do drop us a mail. Uh, you can do sunfiretavern at gmail.com if you want to email us, mm-hmm. uh, or just at sunfiretavern on Twitter. Yeah, wonderful. Send we'd us, love to have you. Send us questions and stuff. We'll have, have, have yes, have please. Please, please, please. Yes. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Well, uh, thanks for listening, everyone. This has been episode fourteen. Of the Sunfire Tavern podcast, wow, fourteen. Which I've now named. Uh, what did I name it? Let's move away from poop. Let's move away from it. poop. You know, yeah. I think that's very important. Uh, Which is something that lesson. the protagonist could never do in Tenet, because <laughs> it was always coming. It was always coming. Oh my god! <laughs> All right, we're leaving it there. All right, thanks for listening, everybody. Take care, everyone. Thanks for listening. Bye.